where there's life, there's change. And so creating and communicating intimacy in this kind of busy environment is not always top of mind. I see this every week in my communication coaching sessions with individuals and especially with couples. I don't like to argue, so I say nothing and fume for days. How do I set boundaries without sounding like a jerk? I hate the idea that I might accidentally offend somebody, so sometimes I'd just rather say nothing at all. Welcome to the Language Alchemy Podcast, and thank you for joining me today. This is your host, Alejandra Siroca, a transformative communication teacher and coach devoted to helping you have more peace and more harmony in all your relationships. Maybe you celebrated Valentine's Day this month. Maybe you didn't. I know, there can be so much pressure around holidays. Yet, I do want to invite you to do something special before the end of this month of love. Something that many holidays have in common, other than gift exchange or eating particular foods, is spending intimate time together. Many of these holidays are about creating a moment of intimacy. And in this podcast episode, I want to share with you something simple and powerful that you can do to create and communicate intimacy with your partner or spouse or someone you love deeply. But what is intimacy? Before we can talk about how to create it or communicate it, we need to know what it is. And to that effect, we are going to turn once again to etymology. If you've been following me for a while, you know that I love looking at the origin of words. Because if we want to communicate consciously, we need to use our language with as much accuracy as possible. And the etymology of words, knowing what words were intended to mean and how they developed through history, helps us with that accuracy. The word intimacy comes from two words in Latin. The word intimus, which means inmost, and the word intimate, which means to make familiar, to impress, to know deeply. We could say then that intimacy is to have a clear impression of someone because you know them well and deeply. And I'm sure you can relate. You want your partner or a loved one to know you deeply, to have a clear impression of who you are, right? To be known well or deeply is a universal human need. Think about how it feels when you say, you know me so well. I know for me, when I say that to my beloved Matthew, in my body, I feel grounded, like gravity holds me and inside I feel expansive like floaty and there's a sense of relaxation and joy at the same time. Now think about how it feels when someone says to you, you know me so well. You probably see them smiling, they're calm, their eyes are looking at you and again there is that sense of relaxation and joy. 
Because when you feel that you are deeply known by someone, or when someone feels deeply known by you, that is when you are having intimacy. And in today's world, we're moving so fast, even though we've slowed down a bit during the pandemic, but it seems that it takes more effort to know someone you love well, or to be known deeply by them, to have that kind of intimacy. And it seems like it takes more effort because of two factors. One, we are busier than ever. And two, because like any being who is alive, we are constantly changing. Let me explain. We are busier than ever as a species. We have our work, our family, our house chores. We want to eat healthily and that takes lots of decisions. Maybe we garden. We look where our food is coming from. We want well-being and so we practice meditation, yoga, or go for walks or hikes. We care about our world and so we read, we volunteer, we give back to our community. We want to be good parents and give our kids what we believe will set them up for a thriving future. And so in addition to school, we sign them up for various activities. And all this happens within a context of gazillion messages and notifications from emails, phone, text messages, apps, social media platforms. I'm just exhausted thinking about it. And the thing is that as we are busy doing all these things, we are growing, we are shifting, we are changing. Remember, I usually say where there's life, there's change. And so creating and communicating intimacy in this kind of busy environment is not always top of mind. I see this every week in my communication coaching sessions with individuals and especially with couples. Both people love each other, but they don't have much intimacy or they've lost the sense of intimacy, of knowing each other deeply because they're both very busy and they've changed and neither of them has kept up with each other's changes. This is the typical case when a couple has kids and then the kids leave home for maybe college or work or something else and the couple finds themselves as empty nesters. And then they wake up next to their partner with the sense of, who are you? And so many people separate at this stage. That's because they just have no sense of intimacy. And like them, just like my wonderful clients, it's not that they don't communicate. They do. They communicate a lot. But what do they communicate about? Well, they communicate about all the business and the busyness of life, all the decisions that need to be made, the Zoom meeting with the kid's teacher, who's going to go to do bedtime so that the other parent can work, or who's going to do the meal planning, or family decisions, on and on and on. And so a day, a week, a month, a year goes by without much space for creating intimacy, for knowing each other well through all of this. And when there's little intimacy or no intimacy, there could be love, but the relationship 
doesn't feel juicy anymore. It doesn't feel alive. If you want to put this idea to a quick test, think right now of someone in your life, maybe an old friend or a family member you love, but you don't feel deeply known by them. Do you have that person in mind? Now, tell me, how alive does that relationship feel? Not very alive, right? Yeah, but the good news is that all is not lost. You still have time and you have the capacity to inject moments of intimacy in your partnership, marriage, or important relationship. And I am going to teach you how. So listen up. There are three simple and very powerful things you can do to create and communicate intimacy. I am going to tell you about these three transformative communication tools, and then I'm going to give you examples. Now, when I teach you about these three communication tools, I am going to use the word partner. And you can replace that word partner with spouse or the name of someone with whom you'd like to have more intimacy. So for example, if that person's name is Chris, then when you hear me say partner, replace it with Chris, okay? So here are the three transformative communication tools. Number one, make space for your partner. Number two, sustain eye contact with your partner. And number three, look and see your partner. Now, let me break them down. Number one, make space for your partner. You make space for your partner when you listen to your partner. When they tell you something and you stop multitasking. If your partner is telling you something and you're in another room, or maybe you're in the same room, but you are giving them your back because you're facing the refrigerator, or maybe you're trying to respond to a text message at the same time, then you are not making space for your partner. When your partner is talking to you and you're multitasking, you're not listening to them. And when you are communicating to them is, well, there are other things I'm doing and I don't have space to know you deeply. Now, yes, you do have a ton to do. I know. And I can guarantee you that if you take 30 seconds to stop and make space for your partner, in those 30 seconds, you are injecting intimacy in your relationship. And that can keep your relationship alive and well. When you make space for your partner, when you listen to your partner, what you are communicating to your partner is, you matter to me and I want to know you well in this very moment. Now, how about number two? Sustain eye contact with your partner. Well, if you always have dinner with your partner in front of the TV, or if you tend to sit at a table side by side, or if the only time you have alone time with your partner is in the car, on a walk, or maybe sitting in bed next to each other, then you're not really able to sustain eye contact with your partner. And sustaining eye contact is such an intimate experience. There's a lot that we communicate with our eyes that sometimes can be so much deeper than what we communicate with words. 
And in fact, when you and your partner were brand new in your relationship, you actually sustained eye contact a lot. And this felt very special and very intimate. Because it is. I still remember when I taught my first retreat at 1440. 1440 is a retreat space in the Santa Cruz Mountains in Northern California. And like in all my in-person events, I had people work with another participant and do communication exercises while facing each other. A woman who was attending the retreat went back home at the end of the day and the next day she came back and said, wow, Alejandra, I have been married for 22 years, but because we're so busy, I realized that my husband and I are always passing each other. And so even though we are talking, we're communicating about important things, one of them is maybe brushing their teeth and the other is doing something else like taking their vitamins or things like that. But she said, last night, I tried an experiment. I just stood there in the bathroom facing him and keeping eye contact as he was talking. And I felt so connected to him, like I haven't in years. She said, in that moment, I realized I missed him. I have missed him, even though we were living our lives together for 22 years. And I made a commitment to myself to not miss him anymore, but to choose to connect with him. She was ecstatic. Because this is what can happen when you sustain eye contact with your partner. You create and communicate and experience intimacy. And that leads us to number three, which is to look and see your partner. As you're making space and sustaining eye contact with your partner, be willing to look at your partner, to really see them, and not just with your eyes, but with your heart. Look at them and see that amongst the 7.9 billion people on this planet, This is the person you've chosen to know deeply, to know well. I can't tell you how many times when I'm working with a couple and I ask them to face one another and really look and see each other, when this happens, oh, there's this tenderness, sometimes tears, smiles, and so much beauty in these moments. That's because when you are able to look and see your partner in this very intimate way, you can get to see them beyond the surface. You get to see them deeply. And when I have couples do this, I usually ask them, what do you see in your partner right now? I just did this last week. And what the couple I was working with said was, I see sensitivity and generosity in you. And the other partner said, I see strength and courage in you. Oh, this is intimacy. This is being seen with clarity, being known well, being known deeply. And this is something very doable, something that you can do. You can start by choosing one of these three steps to create and communicate intimacy in your relationships. So listen to these three tools again and choose one of them. Or if you want, 
you can choose all of these three transformative communication tools. They are simple, yet they're powerful. And I can assure you, they don't take a lot of time. In fact, these moments to create intimacy are timeless. If you'd like to have a visual of what this would look like, I am going to share some stories on Instagram this week where you can see how Matthew and I have done these three things over the years. And if you're not following me on Instagram, look for language alchemy, one word, and you'll find me there. Again, all you need is 30 seconds or maybe a few minutes. It's worth it. It's how you get to know your partner deeply, even when you have a busy life. Look, my life is very busy. If I can do it, you can do it too. I have complete confidence in you. Now, let's recap what you've heard in this episode. First, we talked about creating intimacy in your relationship. Then, I shared with you the origin or etymology of the word intimacy. And lastly, I offered you three transformative communication tools that you can put into practice to create and communicate intimacy with your partner. As usual, let me know how it goes when you try one of these simple yet powerful communication tools. Thank you so much for listening. And a special thanks to my clients, Christy and John, for creating more intimacy in your lives. May you too create and communicate intimacy in your most important relationships. Until next week, and as we say in Argentina, ciao, ciao. Original music by Gary Lapoe. You can find all links in the show notes at languagealchemy.com. Mm-hmm.